Hello everyone, and uh, welcome to Supermax, a uh, salary cap fantasy basketball podcast. Uh, I am your host, Jared Russo, and uh, coming to you from my apartment in uh, the Upper East Side, noisy, construction everywhere, and I wanted to preface this episode um, with a few notes, but mostly with the fact that um, the other co-host, Jared Rosskang, him and I recorded live in New York City after the Pacers-Knicks game, and we did it from a diner. I hope the audio works out. I hope everything syncs up, and it's just a normal, cool episode. Um, Essentially, we wanted to talk about the lack of podcasts, because we're doing it less frequently, like pretty much like every other week instead of every week. Not because of our enthusiasm or lack of ideas, it just seems like this season is just not as interesting as last season. Or maybe it's because last season was our first full year of doing the podcast. Um, we know we don't have a ton of listeners, which is fine, we don't really care. We, we do it for us, not for anyone listening, but we were trying to figure out the heart of the issue. We were trying to figure out like why this wasn't as exciting maybe it's because neither of us are like in first place like last year maybe it's just because even if we were in first place it wouldn't it would be like a complete just annihilation as opposed to like a coming back from behind um which is what we kind of chronicled last year sort of like going from like someone who didn't think they would be the the league winner until like it dawned on us like in february near like the all-star break it was like oh you could actually like win this um and we were also trying to throw a bunch of stuff at the wall and see what stuck. And uh, yeah, we were just we were just kind of chatting out after the game, and then we get into um, into the actual what it's like to be at a at a Knicks game at MSG, which was it was jam packed. I've never seen f- as few empty seats. It, it really it seemed like it was a full house. Um, and it was it was a close game, which I had, I have never been a part of a game that close. Um, so you'll kind of be hearing most of um, what we, what I just mentioned, discussed in the episode, and um, just wanted to kind of try to go over, I guess some of uh, some pickups on the waiver wire, just just some dudes who, who sort of caught my eye, just to sort of pad this episode out so it's somewhat full length, um, which which when you hear the the recording we did from the the TikTok diner. Uh, across the street from MSG, um, you'll notice we're like quite fond of trying to trying to figure out like how long is this episode gonna be? Is it gonna like go full length? Um, Dwayne Washington Jr. seems to be filling in at guard for the Suns. He's half a million dollars. Um, Gabe Vincent and Max Struess also extremely cheap guys who are doing a lot for the Heat. Um, Shake Milton, as long as there's no Tyrese Maxey. Uh, is also an interesting guy for less than two million. Um, Walker Kessler also, who was very up and then very down, seems to be on his way up again. Especially if Utah starts to get rid of some of their talent. Uh, I have him. I picked him up. Um, Anthony Lamb seems to be going on a run for Golden State. That seems to be a somewhat interesting flyer people can take. Uh, Jordan Goodwin, I don't know what's going on with him because he was also half a million dollars. He's on a two-way. 
he was putting up some numbers for Washington and then completely fell off the map. And that has been mystifying to me. Um, hopefully he gets it back together because that's a guy who I would like to sort of stream if, I, if I'm running short on money. Um, Andrew Nebhard and Aaron Neesmith of the Pacers have also seen quite a few minutes lately. They're interesting, cheaper options. Um, I really want to see more from Jeremy Sochan, uh, the rookie on San Antonio. Because, like, he'll have great streaks. And then January 2nd, look at the stats. January 2nd, five points, three rebounds. January 4th, no points, one rebound. You know, January 6th, five turnovers. Just So, like, I'm okay paying less than $10 million for a rookie, but you really got to make it worth my while because, like, otherwise, like, there just are maybe better options. Like, the inconsistency really bothers me. Um, same thing with uh, Andre Drummond, who, like, seemingly was, like, a great late-round flyer, super cheap option, but, like, Vucevic has been just, like, destroying it lately. So, like, he he's not been the, the kind of guy you were looking to rely on as, like, a later option for cheap. Um, again, he had a solid December, especially late in December, and then, like, missed a game, and then January 11th, zero points, two rebounds, played eight minutes. Just, like, pfft. So, I want, I want, I want 15, 20 minutes from him. That, that, that's, that's, that's what I, what's, that's what I need from him. Um... And then looking around the league, looking at guys who are being added, sort of the most picked-up players. Um, obviously, most of these don't really matter for a salary cap league because they're just too expensive. Like, Terry Rozier is, is, is back in the full swing of things. Harrison Barnes. Um, they're just too expensive. I'll tell you what, though. I'll tell you what. I'm going to type this guy's name in. Keegan Murray, as of late. If you if you didn't keep him, if he didn't stick around, he's got to stick around on someone's team. It seems like for the rest of the season, like he he will be one of the the rookies to to lean on to rely on. Um, and I say that having the two other rookies, uh, Jaden Ivey and uh, Paulo Bancaro, those are like you want to like those are the guys. Like it's not Jabari Smith Jr. Unfortunately. Um, and obviously it's, there's, there's just not a lot of other rookies who, who at least in my eye stand out like Benedict Matherin, who we, again, we saw last night live. Um, they're not starting him. Like, I, like, why not? Like, just start him. Like he would be worth it if, if he got the start, but I'm not Rick Carlisle. I can't force his hand. Um, he did play a lot of Jalen Smith minutes. That's, that's another guy who like people were very high on and then kind of just petered out and then. Like, when he gets time, like, sometimes it's interesting, and then a lot of times it's just, like, not not interesting, not worth it. Um, how did he do last night? Let's look him up. Yeah, he's on the waiver wire. Yeah, see, like, he played 25 minutes, you know. He had, a, he had a good stat line. Seven points, three rebounds, four assists, one steal, one turnover. Like, he can, he can do some stuff if you give him the minutes. He just isn't getting the minutes. Um... Which, obviously, it's a problem for any player, but... Alas, uh, I'm going to uh, now edit in 
our uh, previous conversation. So um, thank you for listening. And follow us on Twitter, at Jared Russo on Twitter, and at Jared Ross King. And uh, if you have any questions for us, uh, hit us up on Twitter. And then, I mean, if you don't want an answer right away, you can ask us a question for the podcast, kind of leave us an interesting topic or, or something you want discussed that's a little more meatier than just like a pick up this guy for this guy. So uh, thanks for listening. And uh, here is past us. Hello, hello, and welcome to a late-night edition of Supermax. Uh, We are here live in New York City, or as some people say, New York City, uh, on the corner of 34th and 8th. Uh, We are, are, well, this will go up later. We'll we'll be gone by the time they hear this, but that's where we are currently. Uh Suckers and time travelers. Uh, We're looking at Madison Square Garden. We had just got out of... Pacers Knicks. Uh, this is a rare episode where we're doing this podcast live in a diner. We're actually doing it together too. We're not yeah. the same state we're recording No, and um, and we're gonna give you a a little a little snippet of a podcast. I'm sure I'll record something else to to pad the episode out to make it longer. Um, it's funny. It doesn't seem like there was just there's a whole lot to discuss this season when it comes to salary cap fantasy basketball, the most niche form of fantasy basketball. And I don't know why, because it's it's funny, like, last year I was basically dead last, and you ended up winning. And this year, I'm close to second place, and you're close to last, and it just doesn't seem like the vibes are the same. It just doesn't seem like there's as many storylines or interesting players that we have or, or like, transactions. It just seems like bleh, this yeah, season. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's 100% correct. And uh, for me, like, I think a lot of it is there's a lot of, like, dysfunction in a lot of places. Uh, the city where I live in, Atlanta, the Hawks. I mean, look at that. Yeah, there it is, there it is. Um, but you're seeing a lot of people that just are kind of, like, you know, struggling. And, and even the Bucks who came back and, and almost gave up a game to the Hawks tonight basically had to, like, rebound. Giannis had, what, seven points of it? Three points after a um, as you so eloquently pointed out. Um, they almost lost to the Hawks. They, they're, uh, they start off 9 0. Since, not including tonight, since that point, they're 16 14. So they're having issues. Um, a lot of teams are having issues across the league. So you think it's on the teams? I think last year was a transition where there was a lot of new players who were emerging on the fantasy scene and a lot of guys exiting. And this season is sort of just sustaining where this, it's almost like there's not as many surprises. Well, let me do this. Think of, give me, give me one team that seems to have, seems to be heading in the right direction with no drama. The, I mean, do the Celtics count? I mean, they have their whole, uh, email. Okay. Good point. It's a big deal when you're going to somebody removed. I can't say Milwaukee. No, they've been having their own issues. Uh, oh, wow. I can't say Brooklyn. I can't say Toronto. I can't say uh, Philly. I, I guess maybe the teams that we saw play live, the, the Pacers and the Knicks, right? Maybe. It's not quite. There's no. There's but, no but, drama. But I think I'm Miles Turner for the Pacers. Yeah, it's just trade speculation. It's not like they're tearing the team apart. Right, they didn't play like that, and they say back spasms, but always back spasms. Possibly, I don't know. When you're seven feet tall, anything can 
potentially end your career. Um, I mean, Orlando is is doing better. Yes, no drama, but I don't think a lot of these teams. Like, was there like that much like off season? Like, he went over to this place, and therefore the team is different. Or a trade had happened, and the team. It seems like everything is like more or less the same as it was last year. Minus Jalen Brunson, who we knew would be better, who has been better, no drama. A handful of rookies, good, most of them just whatever. Is Jalen Brunson the most high-profile guy who switched teams in the offseason? Yeah. Huh. Yep. Because because there was a lot like with the James Harden deal and like all that kind of crap. Like Kevin Kevin Durant. Yeah. So like, it it just seems like when it comes to fantasy, the knowns were known. And there wasn't a lot of like guy on the upswing, right? Getting getting his minutes because it seems like rookies and sophomores, like they don't come out of nowhere like they used to with like a Jimmy Butler. This is so, this is so bizarre right now. We're recording this and you're literally right in front of me. Yeah. Yeah, but no. Back to your point. I mean, no, people don't understand. It's normally just I sit on my couch. Oh my god. And I, I hit record. Yeah. We record it. And you're up here in New York. I'm in home Atlanta, Orlando, wherever I am. Tucson, Arizona. Tucson, Arizona. Um, and uh, we recorded the thing, and then it's just weird. You're sitting right here. Crazy. Anyway. Answer the question. Why is this fantasy season so boring? Because there's not nearly... It, there's both There's both in-team drama, which is causing issues on a lot of teams. Okay. And a lot of guys just aren't performing up to their normal standards. Like guys like Luca, obviously he's performing. What? No, he's performing. Oh. I'm telling you the exception of the rule. Don't scare me. Luca is performing well. Take my top two guys right now. Luca and Trey Young. Luca is the best fantasy player, I think. In the league. I think that's not even an argument. No. Trey Young, like, he's not getting Dejounte Murray on that team and be able to, like, give him a little more space, a little more ability to, to do things. I think he's regressed as a result. No, yeah, because the ball's out of his hands more. I didn't yeah. think that was going to. But even even you having those two guys like hasn't done anything for you. No, no. I, I mean, I might end up trading with uh, for someone for a couple of guys. That could happen. We'll see. I don't think I can dive in on that, but it seems like no matter with my team what I do, I like all the right decisions, all the right moves, all the right calls, and it's like another team is blowing me out of the water. And I look at their roster, and I'm like, you don't have a single all star on your roster, and you're just eviscerating me with. Trey Jones and Nick Claxton? Like, how much is Buddy healed? I think he's, I think he's around 21 or 22. 31 points, 8 rebounds tonight. I got to tell you, without Miles Turner and without um, Neesmith and there was some other guy who wasn't playing. Halbert got hurt in the third quarter. Not come back. Yeah, it was just it was just like Halliburton and Heald, and like that was it, and like that's their team, and it was just like underwhelming. And I'm like, they're like in the fifth or sixth spot, like in the East, like they're not good. They don't oh, have yeah. a they don't have a roster. Um, but even like okay, it's so like guys like Jalen Smith on Indiana, or like Devin Vassell on the Spurs, like they're like the young guys. You're like, oh, more minutes, more time. More, and then one's a bust and one got hurt and he's out for the year. Yeah. Stuff like that. It's just like I don't know, it just seems lame. Denver has it together. Denver okay, I'm sorry to make you stuff. Oh. Uh 
Cleveland. I think Cleveland kind of has it together. I would say. Oh, I would say they have it more than together. Um, going down this list, I don't see another East team that's really in contention for a even playoff spot. That's together. But I mean, does that matter for fantasy? It kind of does. If you have a dysfunctional team, it's going to affect players. I don't know, man. Some of those garbage time stats on, like, Kings games, like, late in seasons when they're out of the playoffs, like, you can find some gold. That's fair. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. I don't, I don't tie, like, real-world narratives of, like, the organization and, like, what yeah, they're playing for and the standings. I could care less. I can't help but try to do that. So, I'm pulling up. I, I, I just know that there's a long list of players who were disappointing and I dropped them, and now, because of circumstances... I think it's good. Yeah. yeah, cool. Thank you. I love, yeah, I love, I love yeah, when you can. So, so there's a lot of guys who I, I drafted who. Oh, I had Buddy Hill. Oh, my God. I forgot that. There's a lot of guys who I drafted who disappointed and I got rid of them. And now, later in the season, because of circumstances or injuries, they're like pick upable again. But, like, for instance, Herbert Jones, a million dollars. Um, Bones Highland, a million dollars. Daniel Gafford, a million dollars. Um, Isaiah Stewart, three million dollars. Just like a ton of dudes you think you'd be like, oh, starter or, or great role player off the bench. Uh, more minutes, more, you know, more. T- and then it's just like they came out and they flopped. Yep. And then I dumped them all. And then now they're back on my team because it's just like, oh, they're okay. I got to put people in my lineup. Um, I don't know. There's just something about this season. It just it seems like the rich got richer and everyone else got poorer. That's a good way of looking at it, yeah. It's like yeah. it's like there's a handful, a big handful of guys who are like MVP caliber you know, like candidates having MVP caliber seasons who are probably lifting a lot of teams in fantasy. And it just seems like there's just like a molass of just like bleh. Yeah. And it's not as exciting. Well, I think a lot of it, too, also goes to, if you look at just the average points scored, um, a lot of these guys are also missing considerable amounts of title injury that are in those upper echelons of yeah. average points scored per game. So Anthony Davis. Anthony Davis, if we looked at, um, well, so Jared got a bag uh, at the next game, and he just kicked it over. So the, bag, the bag fell. The bag fell. Um, but let's, we're going to go through some of these top guys right Yeah, I, I forgot that there's actually, like, a lot of, like, yeah. Not S tier, but like A tier and B tier level yeah, right. injuries. All right, so if we look at the top two guys, Luka Doncic and Nikola Jokic, they've played pretty much every game. Boring. So they're they're doing great. Next. Embiid has missed time. Yep. Giannis has he missed? He has missed. No. Time. James Harden has. I have him. He missed a month. Anthony Davis has. Yep. <coughs> LeBron. Yep. Steph Curry. Yep. Kevin Durant. Yep. Shea Gilders could be shut down. Shea Gilders so far. He was he was the scary injury risk before the season, and no one drafted him. And I picked him up because he just suddenly got healthy all of a sudden. Yeah. And that was gold. And so was James Harden. It was just like, oh, he took a discount. And I knew he was going to be really good. And then out for a month. So we've got those guys. Here's four more guys who are currently out and will be out for some amount of time or have missed time uh, in the top 20. Trey Young, uh, he missed tonight's game. He's missing a lot of his random games. Oh, yeah, yeah. The whole, like, he, he wasn't on the bench. And it's like, why weren't you on the bench? Okay, yeah. Zion Williamson. Yep. Yep. DeMar DeRozan. Really? DeMar DeRozan? Yep. Carl Anthony Towns is a big one. Yep. By the way, as an Anthony Edwards owner, and even a Rudy Gobert owner in my other league, 
that whole team is super disappointing. That sucks. Yeah. There's a lot of guys that are also, like, like we're trying to get to the heart of this and figure out what it is. They're just, they're hurt. They're not playing for whatever reason. I mean, yeah. guys like, you know, a guy that I think neither one of us want around the team because we have morals. Kyrie Irving has missed how oh, many games. That's a whole, that whole thing. Yeah. I can't believe he was, like, number one in, like, East backcourt voting. That's insane to me. Um, yeah, I mean, like, Chris Paul and, like, Aiton. Like, that whole team's in a funk. Now I'm thinking of, like, teams in the West. Um, the Warriors. Yeah, that whole thing. Yeah, like, if you imagine you, like, took Jordan Poole in, like, a second or third round for in, in a salary cap league, it's just like, ugh. Yep. Wow. I, I, I jokingly said this months ago, and I really don't want it to be true, but it seems like if you were the guy who would just, like, spearfished and hit, like, a, like Trey Jones, it's like, you just won. That's it. Yeah. You hit, like, the one guy. We had a guy in our league, Tim Murray We were like, what are you doing? Was he drafted? He was drafted, yeah. I think he was, I want to say he was. He was later rounds. This is, this is me trying to remember. I'm probably wrong, but it was, like, eighth or ninth round. Because Colin Sexton was everyone's pick for, like, yep. Guy on a garbage, quote unquote, air quotes, garbage jazz team gonna be scoring all the points, and then it turns out it wasn't him because the coach is smart and was like, actually, we're gonna not play you as much when you're cold, which is the best thing to do for off the bench microwave heat kind of heat check guy. Yeah. Wow. I I feel like I've been hovering around this topic, and it seems like I didn't quite put my finger on it until now. Like, the whole year, I was just like, like, we don't have a lot of good topics to talk about. Like, it wasn't, like, a lot of, like, waiver wire pickups or, like, crazy, like, whoa, are you seeing what this guy's doing? It just seemed just a lot of, like, ugh. Fantasy's lethargic this year for some odd reason. And if you didn't get Tyrese Halliburton, you're out of luck. That's it. You're a loser. You missed out. In our league, he is fourth overall in points forward. Oh, my God. And I took Luca, and I traded Luca to you for Anthony Edwards and Julius Randle. And I didn't think Anthony Edwards would be the disappointing one in that trade. It's actually <laughs> astonishing. You actually got off pretty good in that trade. RJ Barrett missed time with a lacerated finger. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, a lot of guys missed time. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So. yeah, I had to put him on IR. So there's been a lot of guys that have been missing time. So like, we've been we've, 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 we've gotten to the heart of what might be missing. I'll also tell you this. Not as many rookies this year who are like no-brainer, like, whoa, you, you should have added him like week one. Right. And the rookies from last year, there was a ton of them who we didn't think would be like, oh, obviously Jalen Suggs is going to. No, it turned out to be like Giddy and Franz Wagner. Yeah. Like, is Evan Mobley like doing better is scotty barnes doing better Cade's out for the whole year like those rookies are not are having a real big sophomore slump and that sucks for salary cap leagues because you want those dudes and if you picked up this year a jabari smith jr i have i have jade nivey and he's been okay yeah he's been okay but with Cade being out you'd think he would have been like here's the ball go learn how to play basketball and they're just like nah nah Detroit's just like totally just fucking nothing. Yeah. <laughs> the hell. 
And they, they should have been paid, too. I think that might be part of it. They're just... They, I feel like they just don't... It's, oh, no. It's like watching a team doesn't care. To me. That's the right move. But for a fantasy perspective, you'd think guys like Sadiq Bey would be lighting it up and Jaden Ivey would get a ton of... And... and, and Nothing. Yeah, no, exactly. Um, I can't think of anyone on on Sacramento who is. I mean, like other than like Sabonis, like I mean, but that's that's like another obvious guy. Right. Like we knew he'd be good at a great price. He's done a lot better, but he's a ton of money, and and again, if you well, there's there's one guy though, and he's done pretty well. I forget his salary off the top of my head, so so correct if I'm wrong. Captain Herder doesn't have a huge salary. He kind of does. Oh, does he? he has like a sneaky high salary. It's like ten or eleven off the top of my head. Oh. All right. Well, um, but like the 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 group of guys who are like fourth, fifth, sixth round in salary cap leagues that all make like twenty eight million and up. Chris Paul disappointment. Um, Booker hurt. Donovan Mitchell was was the winner. Um, Darren Fox slightly better. Bam disappointing. And then you go like upwards, and it's just like Jimmy Butler's been out for a while. I think Tyler Hero has been... He's been in and out. He, he missed, uh, was it last night's game? Yeah. It's weird, dude. It's hard to get just, like, really consistent high-level play, even for guys who are not on their rookie deals anymore. Like, if you didn't get a Ja Morant, did he miss time? Or a Tatum? It's just, like, swing and a miss. Oh, I have Embiid. Oh, he's been out. Oh, I have Harden. He's been out. Or, um, oh, I took a Evan Mobley or a Scotty Barnes, and they're just like, eh. They're, they're not as good as they were. Or maybe they're just as good, but it's not as exciting, or they're not taking the leap you expected. Really? They're below? Wow. Wow. We have random games. I was at a Hawks Raptors game back in November, and Scotty Barnes had a triple double, and he looked like the best player in the NBA if you were just watching for the first time. But there are other games where he just can't. You know who also has missed time? What's going on with, with the Hornets and LaMelo Ball? I think the Hornets are kind of like low-key not making it public, but also like trying to shut it down. <laughs> but that should have been a, another goldmine for players. Like you think there'd just be like a ton of Hornets, like we're putting up great garbage stats, and I can't think of a single guy on there. Like, is P.J. Washington worthwhile? Whoever has him probably is keeping him. He's not even worthwhile to be like mock trades. Like it's just not worth it. Mark Williams they drafted. He's he's not doing anything. What about Jalen Duran in Detroit? He's not doing anything. What's going on? Watching Jalen Duran at all the season. I've watched Detroit twice. Played the match. I just don't remember. I can't believe I have Isaiah Stewart, Beef Stew, and you think he'd just be like dominant. Yeah. And they get and they let Sadiq they try to get another fifty burger. Yeah. And I understand those teams are tanking, but just, like, you have to play someone, and they have to put up stats, and it just seems like it's just aggressively, like, so up-down. Like, oh, I'm going to take a manual quickly. That's going to be a great late-round late, late round pickup. But, like, you look at his stat line, and just, like, there's just days where it's just, like, it's absolutely nothing. Um, it is so bizarre. It, there's a, just a crop of guys who have been more consistent than ever. And then it just seems like if you did not take the correct players, in hindsight, it's just, it's just like, how would you have known? Yeah, it is bizarre. But 
the way the way these guys, Scotty Barnes, like you were talking about Evan Mobley, they just like regressed in a way. What about Lonnie Walker? He's had moments. I feel like he's. Do I have him still? You picked him up. I had him. At, I had him at a point. All right, now I'm going to the list of players. No one has Damian Lillard? Wow. He's been diagnosed with left knee tendonitis. He's out for at least two weeks. Lonnie Walker. Lonnie Walker. Oh, Levine and everyone on Chicago, other than Vucevic. Vucevic is quietly a fantasy monster, by the way. Um, He's been on for years. I know. Like, Beal, out. Kawhi, out. Wiggins, out. Now that you're paying those guys a gazillion dollars, Ingram out. Um, Jamal Murray too much money, and that those are just like the big name guys. I want I want all players. That's what I want. I want to look at everybody. I want to see who's actually doing well this season. Because it seems like if if I'm gonna look up who's been doing well this season and it's not someone I would have predicted, uh, then like kudos to that that person, but. Score. I'm doing this live, baby. Yeah, Laurie Markinen. If you if you had, yeah, more water. Yeah. Oh, everything's great. Thank you. Live show. If you were able to pick up Laurie Markinen, you might have just automatically won your league. In like November, um, if you had Jalen Green and not Kevin Porter Jr., whoops, sorry. Yeah, Kevin Porter's awesome. Wow. Like he, Jalen Green's regressed. If you randomly thought Kyle Kuzma might be the best player on the Wizards, congrats, you just randomly won your league, and everyone else lost it. God, looking at some of these numbers is just astronomical. That's another one. He's been out. Mm-hmm. He's been out, and he hasn't played up to that level that he was playing in the playoffs last year. He's been hurt. Mason Plumley is the Hornet you wanted this entire time? There's no way. It seems like Mason Plumley has scored more fantasy points than Darius Garland this year. That's what my that's what my ESPN is showing. That can't be right. That's what I'm looking at. No, I mean, I'm not saying that you're reading it wrong. I'm saying it can't be right. Oh, it is right. Um, yeah, Trey Jones has scored more than Zion Williamson. Not on a per average basis, like just total season. Mason Plumley's up there, man. Insane. I have Fred Van Vliet in a contract year not doing that well. Hurt, not great, not shooting it well. Yeah. I love contract year players. Oh, yeah, we all and he's losing a ton of money. Well, that was my strategy for this season was a lot of contract year players. And I have a new philosophy for next season. I'm already thinking about next season. Even though I'm, like, basically in second place. I don't think... See, the problem is I've played too many games. Like, my team is, like, up there and, like, games played. And the teams ahead of me have played fewer games and they're... Doing better. I've played with you in the entire league, so I have. But you just you can't catch up. I can. I absolutely can. And I will. Um. God, what a 
barren desert wasteland this is. Nick Claxton doing better than Rudy Gobert, Drew Holiday, Valanchunas. Shit, like, just none of this makes any sense. Keldon Johnson? Why is Keldon Johnson not doing that well? He was another cheap dude who got taken super early. Wait, My God. Oh, here's another one. Jalen McDaniels. If you knew who he was, no, Jalen McDaniels on Charlotte. If you knew who he was, congrats, league winner. No. No. Benedict Mathern came out of the gates swinging, and I traded for him in my other league, and then he cooled off. Um, he actually might be on the waiver wire, but I don't know if I can pick him up. No one on Dallas is worth owning other than Luka. It's, it's like you just go roster by roster, and it's just like a weird horror story of just like someone disappointing or someone's out, and it's just like if you didn't get that one guy, it's like you're, you're, you're boned. Yeah. What the hell's going on? I don't know, man. I don't know. It's been a weird season. What's even... Well, let's finish this up because I want to get to tonight. Yeah. Because tonight was crazy. The story of tonight. They sung it in Hamilton. The story of tonight. Uh, is that Hamilton? Yeah, right? I don't know. Well, now I'm, now I'm going to look up the Hamilton songs while you, you go on about tonight. So we have to sit. We're not totally close to the quarter. I think about 12 rows off of it. At uh, Nick's Pacers tonight in Madison Square Garden. Yeah. The story of tonight. That's a song. Yeah, that's what I said. Um... People were lined up. I love Hamilton. Anyway, uh, so we got to 12 rows from the court. Pacers, uh, the missing team, Knicks, the home team. Obviously, we're in New York. Everybody's uh, pretty rabid Knicks fan here. Um, why, don't you, uh, why don't you tell them about uh, our interaction as a group with one specific player? If people who listen are not aware, any. New York sporting event with real New Yorkers, all they will do is bust people's balls and aggressively yell at other people or players. You go to the bathroom and they'll look at your jersey and go, hey, Jeter, open stall, let's go. Come on. I mean, it's just like everyone is trying to make each other laugh, but they're also like passive aggressively just like angry at, or irate at all times. Our section for some reason, it's always the young kids too, always. They, they wanted to pick on TJ McConnell because he was, like, sitting in our section, like, near the bench. We were on the Pacer side. And his name is perfect for putting him in chance. And this one kid just had the idea, so like, let's just pick on TJ McConnell. And let's just have this bit going. And let's just see if it, like, just... And I think on the broadcast you could hear our section chanting, TJ sucks. And then one guy from the back, who wasn't a part of this initially, got so into personally yelling at TJ McConnell and Julius Randle. His voice is blown out. I don't know how he can speak tomorrow. I don't think he'll be able to. And to think that we interacted with people on Twitter who were like, the Knicks fans are chanting TJ sucks and we're, we're sitting there on Twitter and I had to like reply to someone and we have the footage of him like 
waving us off, you know, like giving us thumbs up. Like he heard. Oh my God. It just. Keep it balanced. You've gotten more exhausted on this podcast. Thanks for playing along. We, we apologize, sir. Um, Thanks for playing along. A lot of fun. It seemed like we were energizing you. Like, this, this, this How many will... How times did that champion, like, break out? And then he either made a steal or got a rebound. And, but then, and then it would never ended up in anything. Uh, four or five times? Yeah. Like, this, this, this happens, though. Like, I've, I've noticed this. Like, I went to a, a Yankees-Mets game last year. And, like, they have, like personalized chants for the players so that they would like wave at them like they have like very specific like little jingles so that each of the players at a certain like after every swing and okay now we're gonna get him to like turn around and wave at us and it's like so choreographed and they also are rabid about like getting autographs and if they don't ah fuck your mother i hope you get cancer and die i mean it's like it is like it's a, it's like a different thing. Um, Islanders fans, we have like Ranger sucks chance. No matter who we're playing, it doesn't matter whether it's the Rangers or not. Anything doesn't like at a certain point, we'll we'll just get into like Rangers suck. Like there are stories of like people bringing wrenches to Nassau Stadium to like get the Coliseum to like get the chairs removed because it was like we're gonna tear this building down so people were just stealing things from like I mean it's just it is just like it is different here it's different on a level that I don't think most fan bases understand like I've been to many games in many cities and this is something new no we we know more we care more but we're also so quick to turn on anyone yep and the only thing I can compare it to is Philly. Maybe, like, Boston people, but, like, they've been in bliss for 20 years, so fuck them. But, like, it is such, like, an acute, like, we could, we we can run the team. We know we can run the team, and we're sitting there unable to run the team because we know more than the people paid to run the teams. And we've And I feel like the age of New York fans is typically, like, it skews older. Not because of just the pure demographics of just, like, how many people live here. It's, like, close to 10 million, and a lot of them are rich. And the older you get and the more rich you get, the more likely it is you to not die. Right. And there's just, like, a, there's such a long history as opposed to, like, the Marlins, which is only 30 years. Or, like, you know. The Orlando Magic. Which is, what, like, 40 years? No, they, they, they started the year after I was born. So they're 30 They'll be 34 years old this year. Like, it is is just, like, a different thing where, like, my grandfather coming to Ellis Island from, like, Sicily is just like, oh, the Yankees. Done deal. Boom. And the only reason I'm not a Yankees fan is because my mom, their family came from Berlin to Ellis Island, and it was not the Brooklyn Dodgers. It was the New York Giants before they moved to San Francisco. Okay, yeah, yeah. And then in 62, when the Mets got created, it was, like... That and my mom won that fight about Yankees. Mess. Um. Yeah, it, like Philly fans, I think like they're not the most passionate, but like they're the most aggressively loud in their life about it. Yes, it's annoying. Shit. I don't know. Georgia fans are getting there. But if but Philly fans will riot when they win. New Yorkers will hold a ticker tape parade 
as evidenced by the last time I can remember a New York team won, which was mid-90s Rangers and those two giant Super Bowls. Right. I think the giant Super Bowl 2012. There was no rioting. 2011? That was the last New York championship period, right? The Yankees were 09? Correct. Again, no rioting. Right. Philly fans, they'll riot. They'll tear shit down and light things on fire. And and poop and piss and fire and oil. It's nuts. It is. There is just some weird. The film Hereditary, there is some weird cursed disease that goes through family members of like angry bitter Long Islanders rooting for the Jets for 50 years that just like it is something you pass down to your children and if you're from Washington it's like I bought you a Nationals hat let's go see a Nationals game oh that's nice that they won okay it's just different it's just like good for them you're likely to get heckled if if you wear the wrong thing. You're likely to get beat up if you go to Philly wearing the wrong thing. There's, there's a slight difference there. I have made it to Philly wearing the wrong thing. Uh, Bucks, Eagles, 2021, and the Bucks won. And I'm still here. Still alive. But if you, but if you had gone for like a division game and it went the wrong way... Everybody hates Brady. I didn't want Brady jersey But they beat Brady. The they NFC East, do, like, they, they don't yeah, think they about him because they, they beat him. They still hate him, though. That's true. Really? That makes, okay, yeah. Okay, that makes sense. Hopefully Monday night becomes Oh, my God. For weeks. Boy, it's going to suck when, when Dallas loses to whoever wins the NFC South, huh? Like, they're just going to blow it. And, boy, they've just been walking down that road. They were awful this past week. They were completely off topic now. They were awful this past week against Washington. Awful. I really hoped Taylor Heineke would have beaten them, Tampa, whenever they played two years ago. No, I'm glad they didn't because they won Super Bowl as I hope Chase Young would have ripped his head off. He didn't play it. No, he, he didn't play, play that game. game. I'm sorry. Yeah. It, it was, was the, the second time they played last year. In no. 21, they didn't play. No. But anyway. That was like the Heineke like, welcome celebration game. That was like, that was his coming out party. Alex Smith was going to play, and he got hurt. And they were, and they were like, uh, which shocker, Alex Smith can't play. And they were like, we're going to start Taylor Heineke. Everybody couldn't figure out to say his last name. Heineken. Yeah. Oh, Heineken. They were like, Taylor H. Yep. And now it's Sam Howell. Now it's Sam Howell. I think Sam Howell's bad though. Half half Korean man. I think Sam Howell should be given a chance. Is there is there an accident in here? There's two taxes are just sitting here. Oh. There's always something going on. Like I mean, when I'm at my apartment and we're recording, like, outside the window, there's just so many, like, honking and little, little accidents and just people yelling and, like, arguments and stuff. It's just, like, a lot of, like, noise pollution that I'm just very used to. Yeah, check, please. Oh, thank you very much. All right. Well, I think this is going to end the show. Uh, 
one of us has to figure out how much money the other person owes. Yes, yes, I'm going to do math. So you, you, you do some math, and you can follow me on Twitter, at Jared Russo. You can follow the other Jared at, at Jared Ross King on Twitter. Uh, we will be back eventually, I'm sure, to talk about trade deadline stuff, especially for sports ethos, because we are doing like a big project, a big feature about um, being a fantasy manager running these teams, and um, that's a whole thing. I'm sure the network will boost. I'm sure if we do a podcast about that, they'll be sure to uh, give us some retweets. We'll, we'll definitely touch on the next episode. Yes. But anyway, I've done, I've done the math, so I'll tell you what's going on. Oh, the secret number. All right. Well, thank you for listening, everyone. And now we're going to coordinate hitting the end record button. It's actually been a good length. I don't actually need to pad this out with, with anything. But. What, did you stop recording? Oh, okay. Ready, set, go.